Shiva Kamini Samakanda Krampages! Benny's back from Boston, but he's sick with COVID. So this week on the Shiva Blast, we're doing things differently. Super Vero! Today, we wind the clock back to the spiritual successor of the Shiva Blast and welcome the hosts of A Long Dormant, probably for legal reasons, special podcast, The Phantom Operatic. It is a special week of the Shiva Operatic. Yep, we've renamed it for one week only because special happenstance has occurred here. Firstly, one gentleman has wound his way back from London for a wedding, but I'd like to think that this podcast will actually be the highlight of his trip. Tom Seagram, and because he heard his friend was doing the podcast, his long-dormant podcast buddy, Eddie Dads, is also here. Gentlemen, welcome to the pod. Thanks for having us. Um, feels yeah, weird to be doing doing something like this again. Uh, six, six odd years, I think it has, since we, we last sort of all hung around and chatted together. Um Glad that Daddy could turn up. Nice of him to just uh, make a fleeting entrance. <laughs> Done no prep as usual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just looking at you on the Skype video, um, Eddie, it looks like you, you are looking at Sieg's with loving eyes through this Skype video link. I've really missed this hairy fat man. Um, it's been way too long <laughs> since I've seen him. Yeah, that, that's the good, that is the good thing. That is the good thing because they're not, this is an audio means, so they won't, unless I sound fatter and bolder, they're going to have no idea. <laughs> when, when was the last time you two actually crossed paths? Of course, both uh, SA boys, Siegs, you're in London now. Eddie, every time we check in with you, you're in a different place in the country, flying in via helicopter, of course. <laughs> Always. Uh, Siegs, I reckon we saw each other in Leeds in 2016, probably the last I think time. I, came, I, I, met, I think we did like a uh, microbrewery together with your mates, and I, I swung by for a couple of beers four years ago, something like that. Um, yeah. but yeah, quite some time ago. So it's nice, nice to be back in Adelaide, but I'm looking forward to making it another three years before maybe I get back. <laughs> uh, what, what has, uh, impressed you, but also depressed you about coming back to your hometown? Um, what's impressed me is the food. The food's unbelievable. When I can't, when I left, it was horrible. Um, but just, yeah, the Nice fresh produce. It's just not, you know, nothing root vegetable that you only get in the UK. Um, it seems to flourish over there. But no, it's been it's been good. Um, although I did, I'm a Tigers fan, so I came back um, and Adelaide were playing Richmond that day. Uh, that I landed basically at, at Adelaide Oval, um, but I couldn't go because it was my uh, sister's husband's um, buck show. So missed it. <laughs> Literally flew all the way across the road, uh, across the world, to to miss it by about I think I was about 400 metres away uh, in a pub, not watching it. So brilliant. Probably important that we give a little bit of context because uh, we, we were joking just before we started recording that we put up uh, a post in the DT Shiva Facebook page that, you know, a special event podcast this week, Shiva Operatic, and kind of had the old school Phantom Operatic logo. Eddie, um, do, do, you, do you worry that no one knows what that was? I do worry, Patch. <laughs> I, I often talk about how um, the absolute highlight of our time watching the doing the Phantom Operatic was one guy messaged our Facebook page and was like, <clears throat> hey, boys, love what you're doing. Um, just wanted to let you know, me and my mates get together and smoke cones and listen to your podcast. <laughs> and, and that was the absolute highlight of our podcast existence. It hasn't got any better from there. Uh, I think we retired shortly after that. It, that was, there, was no, there was no topping that. How, how would you describe the Phantom Operatic Seags to someone that never listened to oh, it? I mean, it's, I think at the time we tried to... I mean, six years is a long time in the world, right? Sure. Like six years ago, we did it. And at the time, we tried to fly close to the line. <laughs> um, and I think we crossed it a fair few times as well. So whilst trying to fly close to the line six years ago, like if you go back and listen to it now, I mean, thank God it's nowhere because, I, I mean, there's only like one or two episodes I can actually find online. Yeah. Um, it was very much the, you know, the, the, the podcast of the, the fantasy fans that you sort of meet in the pub and didn't try and censor themselves <laughs> too much. Um, and I think that's pretty much reflected in the uh, product we put out. <laughs> uh, we're we're going to actually uh, resurrect some of the great fantasy phantoms or the phantom operatic um, segments that you guys used to do. I, I have this memory um, of driving back from like uh, when I first got my radio gig um, in Murray Bridge and listening to a top three. And I'm pretty sure that the topic was something like AFL players I would like to kiss. 
I think Kiss is probably uh, the, the more PG version of what it actually was. I don't know. Do you, do you remember that one, Eddie? Uh, I remember a few of them. There were, you know, just some, some really, really offensive stuff that we were trying to roll with. I think it was top three AFL players you wouldn't want near your children and, and things like that. It was, it, was, it was very distasteful. I don't think we need, that, to, yeah. we need to rehash any of that. Of course, like the Fantasy Phantom is like a, a group of guys and girls that, that even still to this day um, have like a, a running chat, a, a keeper league yeah. that we love. Um, the, the Phantom Operatic might have died, but we, we did have a very fleeting um, fantasy newsletter that we tried to uh, procure for maybe the, some portion of one season. I, th- I think it was one season we did. We actually did, and it was, do you know what? It's actually pretty good. Um, I think you know Blair is obviously very talented graphically. Works all together the fan mail, um, but it just I think where we really fell down was we just weren't really good at following through on anything we we talked about <laughs> actually doing. So um, I think as soon as like jobs and kids and you know marriages came into it, everyone just sort of went, ah, oh, do you know what? Can't be asked. Absolutely. Um- we haven't acknowledged, Siegs, the fact that we are in the presence of a fantasy footy expert now. Um, it's pretty. Spe- oh, it's pretty special to have you here, to be honest, Eddie. Thanks, boys. Yeah, I've, uh, as of as of this year, I'm officially a super coach expert. Um, yeah, primarily self-proclaimed. Uh, how much? How, just pause. Pause. On the other, uh, it how, bestowed on me. I didn't write it myself. How much super coach did you play before this season? Yeah, heaps, Damon, heaps. Um, yeah, long, long, long line of Supercoach uh, super coach success in my book, that's for sure. Definitely didn't start this year. Um, Seeks, I don't remember doing any Supercoach content in Fantasy Fandom's history. Never. We didn't do any. Um, I think Eddie's top sort of claim to fame was maybe one year in Shiva. He finished like third. Um, I don't think <laughs> Eddie, aside from that, he's very much one of those people that just does it every year. So he climbs the rankings and climbs and climbs and climbs just through you know participation medals. Um, so, yeah. That's rough. I think I came 100th in AFL Fantasy one year or something. Nothing like, what did you, you came 17th in, in Dream Team one came year or something? 16th like one year, yeah. But that was when everyone everyone jumped off for, for AFL Fantasy and I was just like the, the lucky guy <laughs> that was the only one remaining playing real Dream Team. Um, <laughs> managed to do 16th. So, yeah, that was pretty good. Two dozen bring back real Dream Team, I say. That, that, that was so much better. So much better. Well, that's, maybe that's why you've converted because what limited yeah. trade still in Supercoach, you're just getting some of that old flavour. Exactly right, Damon. I, I, did, I don't know about you. I can't stomach the AFL fantasy setup at the moment. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to offend anyone out there. That's like, sorry, morning. <laughs> sorry, morning. Literally, literally, we just talked about how we were so cancelable, and this was just can't. You know, we just said our opinions, didn't think about anything. We just gone slagged off the biggest platform in AFL. <laughs> we'll, we'll give it time, guys. There's plenty of time to be offensive here. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, Eddie, where can they find your podcast? Because I mean. Maybe a little bit more professional, probably a lot more cleaner than this. All seriousness, uh, seplaybook.com.au. It's pretty good. I'm not the only writer on there. Please don't go there because of me. Uh, we've got a guy who came second overall last year, um, Stevie Nico. Did he? Great bloke. Did he really? Uh, he did. He absolutely did. He's a, he's a quality, quality super coach player. Um, he's on the podcast with me most weeks. Uh, yeah, so check it out. Like, why, nothing, um, on this, why was this nothing on this pod. Why was it you, you couldn't get the guy that came first that year? You had to get the guy that came second. <laughs> uh, just happenstance, Siegs. Yeah. <laughs> I had to go somewhere else. Well, this is the Shiva operatic. So l- what we're going to do is we're going to merge things together. So we'll start off with the headlines. Extra, extra. The only place you can hear the Shiva Blast headlines is on the Shiva Blast. Here are your headlines this week. Hurry up and finish, you musical fuckwits. What we don't like to do here, guys, is give the fantasy news. You probably do that on SC Playbook, do you, Eddie? <laughs> yes, yes. Good cheap shot there, Damon. Good cheap shot. <laughs> that exactly that wasn't was even doing. cheap. I was just trying to be fucking factual. <laughs> yes, we're just the boring news podcast over at SC Playbook. <laughs> uh, but what we do like to do is look at the news in a, like a, a, a very short draft context so uh west coast players a lot of them are sick if you've got west coast players you probably did the draft wrong to start the year <laughs> do either of you guys have alex Witherden? probably the the most relevant of the names that are going to be knocked out this way yeah no, I, don't have Witherden. i've luckily uh, luckily avoided most of the eagles um they are just awful um so yeah if, i mean if you're listening to this you, you probably say you're what a pretty you know pretty pretty Keen, fancy, you know, player probably play Shiva, probably play a bit of AFL fancy. 
if you've got Eagles in your team, you're not doing it right. What about Fremantle Dockers? They've knocked out a few this week. Lob, Travis Collier. Blake Akers has actually been relatively fucking decent. He's averaging mid-90s in the last three rounds. He was absolutely unbelievable on the weekend against Geelong. Like, I, I don't know where that came from. I, he's always been an okay player, but he was best on ground against a team that was, you know, boasting the likes of, yeah, the Geelong, the Geelong midfield, Dangerfield, Selwood, and Blake Akers was the best player on the ground. It was amazing to see. Dion Prestia, you're a Richmond man, Siegs. I am, um, yeah. I always thought that Luke Shuey was made out of paper, but I don't think Luke, uh, Dion Prestia can get through more than six quarters without injuring himself somehow. No, he's, he's just... I don't know what it is, but every time he goes near the ball, he just pulls something. Um, I'm, I'm very much not uh, on any sort of Richmond's. You know, everyone's like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll come back. Start of the year, everyone was saying, you know, Richmond will be good again. They'll, they're going to challenge the flag again. Um, it's just sort of feels like a, uh, an eventuality now. We're just going to drop away slowly and slowly. Um, Dion Prestia is not someone I'd be drafting ever unless it was very, very, very low down. Um, yeah, you gotta you gotta sort of look to the next wave of Richmond players. Uh, things like the the um, the Vlostons have done pretty well since they've come in this year. Uh, Jaden Short, absolute gun. But aside from that, I'd be steering pretty clear. The problem with uh, Dion Prestier is he's got your body shape, see, because he's trying to play AFL. <laughs> that, is, that is the problem. <laughs> he is so wide. I am pretty much as wide as I am tall. Um, <laughs> and he is very much the same thing. They call him the human meatball. I must be the human lard ball. He, he's, he is, he's just so wide. What I particularly what? liked about that joke is that you actually use Skype functionality to raise your hand, Eddie, um, <laughs> which is just about the most polite thing I've ever seen on a video conference. And it worked. Get around me. That, that joke landed. Let's go. I'm going to use the... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, Skype emojis for the win. I don't actually have any more headlines. Do you guys have any? Have an Eddie loaded question. Have you done any research into what's going on this week in football? Can you give us any stats, facts, anything that you can bring to the table? Uh, one interesting one that we didn't really touch on it with West Coast before was I think Stranatica is one of the players that's out um, for the Eagles, which makes uh, Hugh, Dixon. Hugh Dixon quite relevant. Um, so I don't know if, if anyone's holding Hugh Dixon. He was out for a week and then played terribly last week. But if you've got Hugh Dixon, he might be worth putting on your field. Um, he's quite a relevant super coach player. So that's the reason I know that. Uh, one one actual uh, thing that mirrors that is the fact that Brody Grundy was out last week. Darcy Cameron actually performed a hell of a lot Ooh. better than a lot of people might have thought. Forward only in ultimate footy. but um, And yeah... His score was high because he got a couple of goals, but he was playing an absolute monster in Jared Witts. He's not going to have someone of that size every week. He will be pretty handy for people. It'll be yeah, really, I also really like, good. I also yeah. like to look at Aiden Begg as well, the the rookie that played, came in. He was really he looked really athletic. Um, he's ruck only, which is kind of annoying. Um, you probably want him as a ruck forward and Cameron as a ruck forward, but yeah, the, those two guys are both relevant while Grundy's out for the next two months. Um, if you're sitting on if you're sitting on Cameron just handcuff him to beg straight away because obviously with Grundy out for the next few weeks, I'd be just throwing everything I could. If you've got a high waiver wire pick, try and get beg in because um, in keepers, for example, I've been sitting on Kieran Strachan from Adelaide, just hoping Riley O'Brien does his knee and he's never done it. But when he does, I'm going to be in the money. Um, so yeah, I'd be doing that as well. Um, and on the sort of flip side of that, that ruck merry-go-rounds, um, Gorney went one four nine. Uh, sans Luke Jackson. So, I'm not going to yeah. be expecting that uh, every single week, but my God, it's nice to see uh, him actually do something. <laughs> I know you've written um, this to, to bring into the podcast later on, but um, he's pretty much the only ruck that people drafted early that's paid off. Everyone, oh, Tim English, you could argue, you know, went bloody well in those early rounds, um, but he now has that long-term injury, which you couldn't have foreseen. But um, fuck, Max Gorn has paid dividends. Yeah, he's unreal. People are just so scared of Luke Jackson, rightly so, because he Luke Jackson is so good. But there's nothing to say that they can't both, you know, knock out 240 points a game between them. So whilst he's probably going to lose his ceiling by about five to ten points, maybe you'd imagine that's still going to put him far and away in the top two, three rucks by the end of the year, given that everyone else actually isn't playing because they're all just broken. Seeds, one thing I want to know, as someone that uh, doesn't watch a heap of Richmond games, to be honest, and hasn't watched them this year, what's going on with the backline for Richmond? Why are they so fantasy relevant at the moment? It was Nathan, if it's not Nathan Broad, it's Boston, Short. Like Those boys are just racking up back there. What's and, going on? and Daniel Rioli as well. I picked him with a really late pick, and he's ended up being my top averaging backman for the year. So that gives you an idea of where I'm going, <laughs> where I'm going in Shiva. Um, it's just, I mean, they've just got no, no real freedom of movement. They don't move it quickly. They go sideways a lot. They look for the short kick because... You know, down the line, they get 
we get absolutely caned at every single clearance. So they try and hold the ball as much as they can. Leads to blokes like Short, like Nathan Broad. Like how if you pick this, that he would have done that, you're an you're an idiot, actually, because there was no way there was no way you could have foreseen this. So, you know, Voston's come back, he's averaging hundred and eight or something like that. Um and yeah, Jaden Short's probably your number one guy you want if you if you're a sort of salary cap league playing down back. Um but yeah, it's it's very odd. Richmond are not gonna be very good for a, a few years. But isn't it exciting in one small way that having Richmond players could bring you some joy this year, Siegs? Just a little bit? Uh, yeah, but I don't, so I see it, me as a Richmond fan, I see it as very much eggs in a basket. So I'm trying to spread my risk. I'll go for someone else on another team. Because if they're doing well, I'm going to be happy anyway. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm avoiding most of them because um, I can't bear to look at them in the eyes uh, <laughs> what they serve up the rest. Like, oh, losing to Adelaide, come on. And then you get all the Crows fans being like, oh, we're going to make the finals. And then you see the GWS roll down to Adelaide Oval and go, no, you're not. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. You know, Benny brings me none of this shit. It's good having you guys here. Let's do the stats. I'm stat Okay, the stats allow us to look across the leagues in Shiva to see who's actually doing a hell of a lot better than I am. Uh, top three scores of the week, let's go through. And Siggs, you can actually think about how much better these people are than you. Uh, DTPV, Eddie, I just quickly think of what that acronym might mean. Uh, they are 7-0 and zero from Div 4, top scorer of the week with a 16-71. DTPV means what? Dogs don't pull violins. <laughs> oh, come on. There's, there's a P there, there's a D there, there's a V there. That's three of my favourite words. Go on, then. Give us it. Oh, double dick poo vagina. (laughs) (laughs) From now on, that is his team name. Uh, Hashtag NT Rising uh, from Div 23. A 16.66 to have the second highest score of the week. And Cross Flow uh, in fifth place in Div 6, a 16.46. Those are fucking good scores. Uh, Bottom three scores of the week. Um, Our fellow esteemed coach, Coach Mitch Reddatson, was Bottom four a couple of weeks ago. Ooh. We didn't acknowledge how shit he'd gone. He had an 1,100, and he kept it very, very quiet from the rest of that. us. Very quiet. Uh, bottom three, peer pressured in Div 22 and 1,193. Uh, the athlete named Arsenal um, <laughs> from Champions League 2 and 1,160. And Man of Steel, who's 0-7 and seven in Div 23, a 10,43. Is disgusting. Um I got to yeah, acknowledge that's, that's probably the only um pro- probably the only Arsenal in the Champions League this year, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> joke from you, Siegs. Yeah, we get it. You live in London now, you big creep. <laughs> uh, we've got to acknowledge Jacob's team. Um, they are out of the bottom three for the first time this year, seventh last. <laughs> They've been an absolute travesty of a team. Uh, biggest win of the week <laughs> came against Man of Steel, a fifteen twenty-two to ten forty-three win. That's nearly five hundred points. And the lowest winner of the week got away with a win, scoring 13-25 in Div 12 against a 12-82. Just quickly, uh, Coach Jamie of the Illa Warriors leading all comers and overall scorers. Uh, Justin, that's uh, Coach Woody of Woody's Wasp in Champions League, two in second. And Brenton, son of a mongoose, in third. Um, Siegs, I just want to go into how you're going this year. Um, 147th overall. Um, Quickly, your team name. Uh, it's, it's you've actually misspelled it on the page we're sharing now because it's it's Dadsy's brown anus, um, as in Eddie Dadsy's <laughs> always called us. But you've written it as Daddy's brown anus, and that's a lot worse. <laughs> I wasn't thinking of anything else at the time. I'll just claim it yeah, a title. Have you been waiting until this podcast all season for me to see that name? Because I did not know that your name, your team name, was Dadsy's brown. Anus. I, I was trying to come up with something. I just, I just couldn't. Um, so that's, that's just the first thing that came to mind. Um, no, I think I mean I've been going steadily this year. Not amazing, but not not terribly. My back line's in absolute bits, but there's a few nice. Like I picked Bailey Smith. Um, oh, that was a nice. good one. Max Gorn wasn't terrible. You know, as a, as a sort of first oh, pick. Not terrible. Um, and I've got. I mean, on, on the flip side, I've had Nat Fife all year. Uh, hasn't played a game when that wasn't meant to be the case. Will Snelling came in for one quarter and then got injured again. He's straight back out. Um, so there's a few players I'm, I'm sort of sitting on, but I should be coming good in the next probably three or four weeks. Um, but we'll see. How are you going in your league? I'm fourth. Uh, sorry, no, I'm fifth. I'm fourth on overall points. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm fifth in the league at the moment. Should make finals, but probably won't do much more damage than that. 
I do like the fact that you did um, name your team in honour of someone else and just kept it quiet. Like, <laughs> it, it's, it's for no one else other than you having a laugh every <laughs> week. <laughs> I think it's also worth mentioning. I'm sure I told him that, but it must not have. You you drafted very late. You drafted very late at night, your time, didn't you? So it's like like 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. your time. Yeah, I did. So I got back from a mate's dinner party, got back, had to keep myself up for an hour, then drafted, and I was just absolutely cactus by the end of it. It was like 6 a.m. And then, yeah, I just thought it was my last final hurrah before I went to bed. I'd name it after your uh, your asshole. How do you go um, watching and keeping up with AFL over there? Like, are you like, is there like a KO mini equivalent where you're just catching up with games? Are you like watching stuff when you wake up? In so the I've morning? got um, Watch AFL, which is uh, the live sort of broadcast thing that they've got there for for everyone not in Australia, which makes it a bit easier. Um, it's just more like the the saturation you miss out of. Like, you you be walking past the TV and you see a news story pop up about someone that you you know you, you know will impact you in a fantasy relevant way. Um, it's that sort of stuff you really got to go hunting for, which makes it pretty tough, to be honest. Um, I've definitely been a lot more involved in the last couple of years. I think through COVID as well, there's nothing else to do. So I tried to do a lot more uh, reading and trying to get back into it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really tricky. So if, if you've got anyone in your league that's overseas, um, you've, it's yeah, know that it's difficult for them. Try to involve them, care for them, nurture them. Eddie, I would say that this is probably true that like maybe like two or three years ago, Siegs was like MIA for like a good six to eight months. And then he's had some kind of fantasy resurrection. He's come back from the dead. It's been great to see. We missed him. He was very absent in the, in the Phantoms chat. Um, he wasn't doing any of these. He was kind of just half-assing Shiva and half-assing our Keepers League. Um, just being a general, yeah, lack of, not adding any value. Uh, whereas usually... <laughs> um, as much as uh, as much as I take the, like to take the piss out of him, Siegs does add a bit of value when he's around. So it's been good to have him back in the mix. Nice to have you full assing <laughs> things again, Siegs. <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> uh, I am actually doing worse than you this year. So you're 147th overall. I'm 186th. Which yeah, but what div you in? Uh, I'm in div two. But um, yeah. I mean, the, the real problem is that when I was absolutely pissed on draft day because I had a butler there um, that uh, Coach <laughs> Odin. Um, he rang up from WA and uh, posted like a chili bet. So uh, a Carolina Reaper chili for the, the one of us, which scores less for the year. He's 34th overall. I'm fucked. You are in a lot of trouble there. And they are seriously hot chilies. Um, do you have like a, is it a whole chili? Do you have I've, like a certain weight it's got to be? Like what's the scenario? Can you chase it with milk? I've, I don't, I don't think there were extra stipulations, but I don't remember at the same time. So dangerous. At this stage, Seek you double down. See, actually, Seek and I actually, uh, we had a mate in uh, England, we were over in England that couldn't taste properly, so he had to have really strong t- chilies. And one night we were really, really, really drunk and decided it'd be a good idea to try and eat one of his really, really hot chilies. <laughs> and it was horrible. It was truly, truly horrible. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. were vomiting in the sink. Vomiting. Uh, Seek, yeah, vomiting everywhere. Both of us tag teaming, <laughs> vomiting in this sink. <laughs> it was foul. Yeah, uh, it was horrible. Great. <laughs> That, that sounds yeah. fucking wonderful. So I, go, um, I got to say, though, um, just quickly, um, we mentioned Butler bet. Um, mm. I, I have in the last two weeks won subsequent Butler bets from Coach Cam Gorda and Coach Mitch again because it was St. Kilda v. Port and Port somehow won that atrocity of a game. So I have dual Butlers now for the next draft party. That is ideal. So, I mean, oh, yeah. don't make that bet with Odin again, though, because you're just going to be stuffed. There's Do no you- way that you're going to... Do you think I could just direct one of the two of them to eat the chili for me um, on as a tribute? And then okay, uh, I see what you're saying. I think why don't you just double down with Mitch to go the next time that you play? You either you he either takes the chili for you or his slate's wiped clean. Oh, that is tempting because I already have a butler. What do I need two for? Butler. You don't need another one. Just double it. Then you can have three butlers. Just oh. All yeah, right. get Mitch as up to his eyeballs in debt, and then just try and <laughs> fuck him into doing the the chili. Uh, Did you actually the, subject yourself to that game on the weekend, Damon? Because that was. Shocking. I did. I, I I really did. Like I, I started watching it with the family, and then I had to um, retreat myself to the couch where I just grumbled away at the TV for a good hour and a half. Um, Lauren went to bed, and like uh, when the game finished, I, I didn't even couldn't even muster a cheer. I was just like, "Oh, good." <laughs> and I just texted her, um, "You know, we won," and and her response was literally, "Thank fuck for that." <laughs> That's a verbatim response. So, uh, yeah, I had a great, great Saturday night out. Four goals, 18. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, no thank you. All right, that's enough of the stats. Let's move on with this week's, in fact, we don't generally do that, the conundrum. Can can you guys, okay, Eddie, can you explain mm. what the conundrum was from the Phantoms podcast? 
I have no fucking idea. Dan. <laughs> Brilliant. Excellent. <laughs> I really don't. See, do you remember? Okay. Well, do you want me to sort of, you're seeing which one of us actually wrote the podcast and which one just turns up for a Vietnamese role. I, I, <laughs> was the balmy nice? Yeah, oh, lovely. It was so good. Yeah. So the conundrum is basically we take like a, a prescient fantasy question and just answer it every week. So let's say Brody Grundy went out last week. The conundrum would be what the hell were you all doing with Brundy or Grundy, things like that. Um, so try and just take one sort of topic and discuss it at a bit more length than just swearing about the players involved. <laughs> Well, let's talk about rucks. And we've got, we kind of brought this up last week a little bit. What the, what the fuck are you doing? Because like a lot of us are churning through. My, my Shiva team is, is probably a great example of that where I drafted a combo, and don't be jealous here, of Matt Flynn and Tom Hickey um, uh, in the draft. I punted rucks. Um, Tom, Hickey, Tom Hickey was all right for the first couple of rounds. That's more, that's more than punting rucks, Damon. That is literally just like giving up on the idea of ruckman as a concept. Yeah, Did you not try and get Laddams to pair with Hickey or just thought... No, I, 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 I know that that was my initial thought to get Petey, but then I double-dick poo-vaginaed it. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, that team's a lot more successful than me, so I absolutely did not do that. Um, but then uh, I've tried to band-aid that uh, with Andrew Phillips, who then got injured. Um, I did have Jack Hayes, um, who scored the 100 in the first round, but now he's out with an ACL. Um, it, it, it's patchwork job completely at the moment and there'll be a lot of people in that position i reckon that have gone from you know a, a, a very solid ruck line to nothing so is it just a case of churning until you find something that works i mean you mentioned hugh dixon earlier eddie yeah i mean that's it's really all your your only option at this point i'm, I'm having a look at a, another league that i'm in at the um the player market and you know you might get the likes of maybe or chole potentially might be on there um, i know tom campbell played his first game for secure on the weekend I mean, it's grim, but you should be able to piece something together. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. Hugh Dixon, we did mention before, is one that you you could have a look at. I mean, you might want to think about holding Mark Pittnett even if someone if they've dropped if someone in his league in your league's dropped him. You could hold him, him for the next couple of months and see what happens after that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's look to trade if you could, because there's going to be some players that are massively overperforming. The one I reckon is massively overperforming the most is um, that more bloke from Hawthorne who's just scoring points for fun. If you've got him, I'd be going, right, I'm going to use all that currency he's got because it, how often is he going to do this, really? Is he going to keep that up for the rest of the year? Who knows? Trading for a ruck, trying to see if you can con someone else in, maybe trading yourself into a handcuff that you don't particularly have. Like, you know, if you don't have Laddams, I mean, it's too late now, Damon, but if you didn't have Thanks. Laddams three weeks ago, it would have been a nice little trade, maybe a bit of foresight. Um, you may have you may have heard of it. Um, <laughs> uh, trying to trade for that uh, that that extra piece of the puzzle, but you just gonna have to stream them now. I think if you don't have a settled ruck lineup, which well, is gonna suck. Here's a here's a proper conundrum for you. Let's say you're sitting pretty, right? And let's say you've got two only ruck eligible players, and, and I know we've got a utility position, so you could you know possibly work one through there. Is it worth rolling the dice, selling your second ruckman at an absolute premium while everyone's doing it tough? I don't have a second ruck in Shiva. I've only got Max Gorn, so I'm very you much. You've got nothing to back him up. Nothing. Not, in the not even an emergency. No, nah, because I think if if I need him, uh, we'll probably have enough enough heads up, and I'll just go stream one of the next available on the on the waiver wire. It's grim, as Eddie said, but you no, know, it's. I don't think you're going to make up those points by, you know, having that just absolute plodder sitting in your second ruck hole, just taking up a list spot. So it gives me an extra streamer. Um, I've just gone all eggs in the in the Max Gorn basket. Are you a gambler? Where, Eddie? Like, do you like getting rid of your safety net to boost what you got on field? Yes, yes, I, I do. <laughs> uh, because I think, well, yeah, play the blokes on field. It is a long season. Um, I'm a big fan of waiting till someone else is screwed and they've got a long term industry injury, and then just trying to nick their players on the cheap. Um, I like doing that, and then just stashing them on the bench, and then bringing them on. But yeah. Um, yeah, as I said, I've gone just gone um, because there's nothing else. Literally, you look at any waiver mark, waiver wire, there's going to be nothing there. Yeah, absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. I think the, the the strategy from the start was getting one of those like mid level rucks. Like I know, like Gorn has performed well. He's done all right. Like don't get me wrong, but I think in in yeah. retrospect, the, the the move was getting like a Jared Witts or a Proust or something yeah, like that in, in the mid rounds. I think that was the that's probably one to remember for next year. Maybe Ruckman don't seem to be as relevant as maybe they once were. Grundy's obviously fallen off a bit of a cliff. Who knows what's going to happen with Gorn. Um, it might be time we start putting Ruckman back down into the mid-rounds when you draft them. Conundrum yeah. solved. All right, let's move on to lip service. This is where our man Karate gives us a little bit of a serve, but 
He's been pretty piss poor the last couple of weeks, and uh, I'm seeing a um, I'm seeing an audio clip that's 20 seconds long. So let's check this out. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Crud Sleep Service, brought to you by Crud. Benny, we really missed your dulcet tones last week. I missed them so much that I'm back out in my car. I hope you're having a great time, baby. <laughs> Keep your lip slashes. Pathetic. Absolutely. Whoa, whoa. So, I've only heard that, that segment once. I didn't realise it was like a. I didn't realise it was like a weekly thing. So. <laughs> Okay, so basically, uh, winding the clock back, Crut has for a long time had a cantankerous character in Shiva and has uh, generally been the guy that likes to get on and roast people. Um, He's gone soft. He's gone soft in the last couple of months. He's had his second child. His life is full, and I don't reckon he's got the anger in his gut like he used to have. So a segment that used to be a biting two-minute blast of people has turned into a uh, a limp 20-second offering. Well... Definitely. I mean, Dadsy, you're the perfect person to take this mantle over. You love, you know, you love being structured. You love, you know, delivering things every week. I reckon you're the perfect yeah. person. To... It's absolutely perfect. I love all that. I love doing work. I love, <laughs> uh, I love putting time into things. It sounds perfect for me. Eddie, um, well, let, let's have a little bit of a trial. Is there anything in particular, and it does not have to be football related, that you feel like you want to roast at the moment? Has anything got Dads's grill? Um, I wanted to give... Uh, Slippery places on golf courses, a bit of a grill, because I've fallen over <laughs> yesterday and absolutely fucked my elbow playing golf. Um, so just why this, there's, in, a, in, a, in an arena where you've got beers, carts, um, why should there ever be slippery downhill slopes on golf courses? Were you wearing golf shoes? No, I was so that's not. the problem. When you get helicopters everywhere, you don't really matter what footwear you're wearing. So it's probably best exactly. just to invest in a pair of those. Yeah, I should do. You're right. Uh, Seeks, can we also note that um, yesterday was a Monday um, on recording and that generally that would be a day of work and business and Eddie's out <laughs> on the golf course. Yeah, but Dazzy's also technically the head of marketing in an upcoming tech company and he's, uh, to my knowledge, done absolutely zero marketing degrees <laughs> at university. So <laughs> he's what you call one of life's chances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that Twitter bio just continues to grow by the minute. What a beautiful thing. It is. It really is. Uh, Damon, you, people believe anything if you say it loudly and confidently enough. Kids, you can all learn something from this podcast, which I never <laughs> thought I'd actually say. Uh, okay, um, the next segment is called Bad Beats, where we let people wallow in their own misery. Let's say that they got run down the last second. Now, um, the quirk of this segment is that it has uh, a mantle of someone creating an intro for it. Coach Odin has actually held that for a little while, but... Uh, we've had a submission this week by Benny Macca's brother, Matty Macca. Um, now, with that, what we need to do is judge whether it's worthy of being retained as the intro for this segment or whether it should be cast away instantly. So you two are actually going to judge this, all right? Can we get the original first and then directly followed by the, the challenger? I think that'll really help for just, you know, compare and contrast. Okay, it, it will really elongate what we're trying to do here, but let's do it. This, this is Odin's initial one. Enjoy. Cause you had a bad beat, no, taking a loss, your team got beat. It's like red faces. You've hit the <laughs> cock already. Odin, I don't know you. That was shit. Oh, wow. Okay, here is Maddie Mackers then. Why does this beat feel so bad? Why does my team Sucks so bad. It's going for another minute, so just strap oh, in, wow. boys. How can a game make me so mad? How can a loss make me so sad? Why does this be? Feel so bad. Why does my team 
So when he first sent that through, I saw 1 minute 18 and I absolutely shuddered. But boys, he didn't cut that one short. I mean, he could have probably stopped after the first verse, but lovely voice. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed that for the first 25, 30 yeah, seconds. And exactly after, after that, it, it probably needed to be cut off. But um, definitely better than the, uh, the original essay. Matty yeah. Macca is the new reigning champion. So says Sigs and Eddie. Um, hey, that's the brilliance of having someone that's not your brother. Um, on the podcast, you can uh, get yourself in. Um, I, I did put up a post. I'm not sure anyone actually wrote in on it, but uh, we've dealt with the business of um, bad beats. So well done. Okay, let's play a, a game called Five Words to Describe. Now, this is a game that you two used to play. Now, Eddie, surely you remember this segment. I do remember this one. I remember this is this is probably where C's got it his most offensive in our previous podcast. <laughs> Um, he backs back, into a corner and get his brain working really quickly, and that's where the real, the real sick shit comes out. So you pose the person that they need to describe. They have to react instantly with five words to describe. Eddie, you have the floor. Direct where you shall. Okay, Seegs, I want you to describe Taylor Walker in five words. Oh, come off it. No. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> 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 Lucky to be playing ever again. <laughs> Very magnanimous of you. That's six. <laughs> six words. So out of out of form. Uh, also to you, Siegs, and I, I did almost telecast this. I want you to describe Eddie's girlfriend in five words. <laughs> Looks strangely like his sister. <laughs> <laughs> True to form. Exactly. Exa- <laughs> Too easy, Damon. Fuck you. No, that's good. <laughs> the, the, the people that know, know. And uh, yeah, that, that, that's that's unfortunately very, very true. Um, are you wanting to Are you wanting to hand out any seeds or do we move I'd on? Li- I'd like to hand one out, yeah. Okay, um, go. I'll make it a bit easier just to be a bit more, um, bit more friendly. Eddie, five words to describe. Jack Ginnivan. Oh. Um, more annoying than cane corns. Oh. <laughs> David, David. <laughs> hey, it's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll let it go. I'll let it go. Seen. He's seen that one. He's chosen not to comment on it. Just shouldering arms. That, that's right. Straight exactly. Straight straight through to the keeper. No, no, that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to be on the line without you know, threatening employment, right? Exactly. And for the record, I'm, I'm on the record. I love Ken Corns. I love what he's doing. He's just a bit annoying. And him and Jack Ginnivan are in the same class. I also love Supercoach. Supercoach is the best. <laughs> Great. Now we've serviced each other. All right, let's move on to Stick or Flick, where, boys, uh, we, we basically chuck players out there. Um, in the Shiva draft context, I suppose we're looking at players that people might be holding on to maybe out of pure pride, maybe you drafted at the start of the year, thinking they'd break out and you just can't bring yourself to cut them from your team. So you're in that kind of limbo area. Uh, I actually chucked one into the chat last week, which was Lockie Ash. If you are doing a single year draft, Lockie Ash, stick or flick? I stick. Yeah, I also stick. I think with those guys that you you know there's potential there, um, we definitely haven't seen the best of Lockie Ash this year, but uh, it, it's one of those ones where it could turn very quickly. I'll tell you what I would be doing, though, is if I was in a, oh, I was a savvy manager in a keeper league, he's going to be centre only next year, and he's going to be, his chips will be through the floor. He was drafted as a backman, so if you can get back there, you might get him for absolutely nothing in a, in a keeper's league. This one directed towards you, Seegs. How about Noah Bolter stick or flick? What's he averaging off the top of your head, David? Oh fuck! He, got, he actually got a seventy-seven or something last week, which was I mean, which was reasonable. But that's probably his best score. That's probably it. I mean, I'd, I'd say if you're gonna you're gonna stick with a bolter, you may as well pick like a Marcus Adams and have him play defense every week and get sixty points. Um, you're gonna get those sort of seventies, but you also get the twenties and the thirties. Um, and if you sort of caught short and you play someone, I wouldn't want it to be a bolter. I'd rather it be like a key back or something like that. That's at least gonna get fifty, sixty. Um, yeah. as their floor, so I'd be flicking. 
I agree. I've just looked through Noah Bolter's stats. He's gone 47, 44, 40, 54, and 54 again this year. His stats year-on-year year averages. That's not great. I don't think that's showing much upside. I'd be flicking him. It's yeah, a, it's a tough one. How about someone like, let's, let's, let's talk veterans, someone like your Josh Kennedys. Now, he instantly to me would be one that you stick with because you know his value, but could you flick him for something? I mean, you, you can't play him at the moment. You just can't. No, you, I don't think you can play him, but I think he's just fallen into the trap of Sydney have got like 10 of the same player and they're all those sort of halfback flankers that are sort of playing that role. You know, we saw Blakey do all right when McInerney was out earlier in the year, but I just don't see there's ever going to be enough points for them all to start doing well. The thing about JPK is you know he can do it and has done it in the past. So, I mean, if you wanted to stick with him, I wouldn't I wouldn't begrudge you, but I'd be probably flicking. That's funny that you went there, see, because I immediately thought you were talking about Josh J. Kennedy. And I was also going to say flicking. Absolute same basket. Is there anyone else that uh, is causing you a conundrum? Have, have you um, been in that grey area with anyone, Seeks? Oh, no, hands are raised. You didn't use the emoticon, though, so fuck you. I've got Liam Baker, and I don't have a frigging clue what to do with him. He's averaging 60 as a back, but and he's, he's never going to ever, ever look like the player that he, he was going to potentially be in preseason. He just doesn't seem to rack it up enough. So Liam Baker is doing my head in, just because he's back eligible. Um, if he was central or you know anything else... Uh, you'd be getting rid of him. But, yeah, uh, I have no idea what to do with Liam Baker. This he is where you should like some advice, please, Eddie. <laughs> I waited he for him. Like a, he, he genuinely feels like a hole. He feels like a hole because, like I, we were talking about before, there is so much ball going around in that Richmond back line. I know he hasn't – he's been playing a bit forward so, this year. He's playing there. Yeah, he's been playing I know, forward. I know. He's been playing forward, but it, he's always a chance to go back there because he was really – I don't know why they're playing him forward. He, he looked fantastic sort of off the half-back wing last year. I don't know. So – I think that's one of those ones, again, where we've seen that he can score and he can play really good footy. It's just a matter of coming back into that right role. I've got one for you, actually, Seegs. Um, so I'm a bit blinded with my Bombers, Faith, but Archie Perkins, what do I do with him? He's averaging 52.6 for the year. Oh, uh, pretty and underwhelming. you pick someone you knew, I wouldn't actually know who they are. <laughs> like, if you lined up if you lined up seven sex offenders and Archie Perkins, I'd have no <laughs> idea which one was which. I reckon... I don't know, do what you want, mate. He's a Bomber, it doesn't matter. <laughs> My only visual reference for Archie Perkins is the fact that he was on Warple, the Wordle equivalent of footy the other day. Yes. Ah. And that was it. Him. You missed that day, obviously, Eddie. Yeah, well, did you actually play? Did you play Wordle? Uh, I've gone off Warple a bit. I'm, I'm fully on the Wordle train still, but Warple lost me. I got today's in three because it was hairy. Always <laughs> <laughs> uh, at the forefront of your mind. Still got the stick or flick. Uh, he, here is where... We are really going to test the medal of two guys that haven't podcasted together in six years because probably the best part of the Phantom Operatic was the top three. We went through this off the top of the podcast. We're going to see how good you guys are, whether you still have the form, by giving the top three things West Coast fans should spend the rest of their year doing instead of watching the footy. Who wants to go first? No, I insist. Seeds, you go first. Um, Okay, well... (laughs) Number three, um, I've got set up a sperm bank that only accepts donations from West Coast players who debuted before 2016. <laughs> Are you accepting drug era players? Yeah, why not anything at this stage, surely. <laughs> Number three, Eddie. I was I was sort of going along the, the, the lines that they probably want to keep in practice, the West Coast fans. Like they need to they need to stay ready. Um, so I was thinking they could go and boo children at the playground while they're playing on the playground. Um, just keep the booze going. Keep their their throats uh, nice and ready to go. Um, that's that. I hate nothing. I hate more than hearing that those that fucking noise at Optus the stadium. Ooh, fuck, what, I hate it. What would you kids. boo kids on the playground for doing? Anything, literally anything. They don't have any idea what they're booing at the best of times. So just just the act of booing is enough. I also have a. I've got a problem with kids on playgrounds for a separate reason, <laughs> and that's because when I was <laughs> when I was. No, because we, we got a lockdown dog, right? And then my dog, you were trying to train him. And what would happen is you'd walk past the park and all the kids would get caught short when they're at the park. So they'd do a shit in the, the bushes right next to the park. And my dog would just know that. And he'd just run off and just eat up all these kids' shits that they were taking when they were trying to get off like the monkey bars in time. And then, yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. At Stop. Kids were doing shits in bushes because they were caught short of a toilet. It's London, mate. Anything goes. Well, where are the <laughs> fucking public toilets? Oh, there's no public toilets in London because they just get defaced and ruined. So, yeah. It's so very people much shit in bushes toilet. instead. 
Yeah, they shit in bushes. <laughs> Have you shat in a London bush? No, Adelaide, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yelling at kids on playgrounds, number two for you, Seegs. Um, mine sort of is like a two-parter for my two-in-one. Um, I just think you've got enough time now, four, four months for a West Coast fan. Um, it's very straight, very clean, very straightforward. I just think you should you should learn the instrument, learn the the bassoon, the recorder, um, any anything you want, a vuvuzela, anything that that stops them booing. So that's my and my, my number one you know, forms part of the, them learning that instrument. So I'll get back to that in a sec. Eddie, <laughs> number two. Well, I just think if you're in, if you're living in Perth at the moment and you're a West Coast fan, you need to be doing everything possible to ensure that Frio aren't good this year. <laughs> Um, because that's going to just make things even more painful. So I was thinking they should make a little Angus Brayshaw voodoo doll um, and just start sticking pins in the Angus Brayshaw voodoo doll, um, just hoping that he goes down. Because um, it's just going to be intolerable over there if the, if the doctors are good for them. That's true. They can't keep this up, can they, Fremantle? They're not a top four side, are they? I don't think so. No. I don't think so. But they've still got five to come back, so who knows? Yeah, fair. They made the grand final one year. I mean, it's, it is... Possible, right? Wow. <laughs> one year. That's that's probably says all you need to know. Fremantle made the grand final one year. See, <laughs> They've been around since, what, 97? <laughs> round us up. Round us up. Number one. Number one. Um, you know how I said number two, you should re- uh, learn an instrument. Um, I remember. You should, then, you should then play that instrument to rewrite the club song. <laughs> I think if you played it on recorder of Vuvuzela, you'd still be better than Birds of Tokyo. Awful. Eddie, number one. Uh, I actually didn't come up with the number one. Oh, I'll be honest. What are you building towards? <laughs> Fucking bullshit. Start with, oh, I didn't really do a number three and then build from there. Damon, this is what I had to work with every single week. Jesus. No wonder you only got two years out. Um, I was going to say, I, I was going to go down the, the pick up a hobby line. Um, so I'm going to go with, yeah, learning an instrument is great. Thank you, Seeds. I'm going to I'm going to steal that one. Fucking fizzer. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you but, even did? Who suggested this? Did you suggest this, Eddie? No. Oh, it's, no. it's Seegs. Yeah. I mean, why? Why would you make content suggestions, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, this will segue well into what we've learned and uh, learned that Eddie Dad's good talker, shit planner. Yeah. And that Seegs, right. you you probably carried that podcast. I mean, I don't think it was ever in doubt. And Eddie will pretty much honestly say that it wouldn't have happened every week if I wasn't doing it and writing it. I don't think it's it's that you know, scandalous to say that. Where was it? Was it like a Adelaide Uni offices or like where did you record? It was in Radio Adelaide, the old Radio Adelaide. Oh, yeah. Um because I used to used to be a, a volunteer there. So I used to get um used to get free access to the, the booths. Um so yeah that's where we used to record it every week. I um, always thought the the I literally used to, I would I would rock up five minutes before the podcast having done nothing. Um, do the podcast, fumble my way through it, and then seek to buy me a barn me afterwards. And that was about his <laughs> He'd reward your shit me. efforts by buying you lunch. Yeah. Yeah, he was, it was actually Seeks' fault. He was rewarding my poor effort. That was, that's on you, Tom. No, I disagree. You, you need to be punished for something. Also, sorry, I have something. I've been holding this in the whole podcast. What is with the fucking little English twang that Seeks has got going in his, in his verbatim at the moment? It's, it's giving me the absolute shits. I haven't picked oh, it you're up. You're an Australian, mate. You're an Australian. I don't think I have. Give me the accent. Where? Well, like, on what words? I'm not, I'm not picking it up. I don't think I have. <laughs> what you're seeing now, Damon, is Eddie backed into a corner and he's just trying to bring everyone down with him. Do you know what, do you know what I find most disgusting? I, that Eddie took lunch handouts from you, given his background. Fucking disgusting. Mr. Private School himself couldn't couldn't sort out a sandwich for his old mate Siegs. Daddy didn't give you a lunch allowance that day, so Siegs had to sort you out. Oh god. It's a bit rich coming from Tom, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Siegs, what have you learned? Um, I've learned, and this seems odd given that uh, I did it and it hasn't backfired, but I've learned I'm never drafting drafting a rock first up ever again. Mm. I just don't think there's... I mean, I've got lucky with Gorn, but it could have so easily been Grundy. It could have... You know, people that took Rowan Marshall in the first, early second, they are absolutely smarting at the moment. And Dads, what have you learnt? I've learnt that I desperately miss Shiva and I need to get back involved. Um, it's been too long since I've... Uh, I think I've been out of the game for about three or four years. I just, yeah, fell a bit out of love with fantasy in general, wasn't playing it. Um, I need to get back involved. This uh, The community's great. Uh, it's... It's so much fun. I miss draft day. Uh, I miss Siegs drafted my team for me one year. That was great. 
Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I miss Shiva. You can take heart that your brown anus is involved. Exactly. <laughs> what about you, Damon? Let's ask you, what have you learned? Well, like I said, I learned that you, you carried that. Do you know, um, I'll, I'll give you a bit of a compliment as well, Seegs, because I always thought that you were born for the world of media. Like, you know, you were around Radio Adelaide at the time. You were doing the podcast. You were a quiz master as well. I can remember uh, one time, you know, every now and then we'd have a, like a phantom come across to Adelaide and we'd go to the Alma and watch you ply your craft there and uh, and put the quiz on. And, you know, the world of media, you, you never segged that way, but it, it could have been yours. Palm your well, I mean, I, I don't think it could have. I was... Uh far too easily be cancelled. Um, so I would have said something to the wrong person and that would have been me done in a small town like Adelaide. You, you can hide a little bit more easily in London exactly. when you're shitting no in the No one knows me. Uh, that's right. Uh, Eddie, how did you guys used to end the Phantom Operatic? Oh, I was about to say, I don't fucking know, Damon, and then I remember I do know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, this was the one bit, the one contribution you made before the show. Well, Seeks and I... Um, well, I know I do anyway, take most of my sort of humour from The Simpsons. So we'd always finish with a uh, one of our favourite Simpsons scenes uh, to finish the pod. So, yeah, I've uh, sent one through to you today. Hopefully that's all ready to go. We Yeah, let's do a, The Simpsons outro. Let's, let, let's have a listen. Ooh, it's that new show about the policeman who solves crimes in his spare time. Crank it, Homer. You busted up that crack house pretty bad, McGonagall. Did you really have to break so much furniture? You tell me, Chief. You had a pretty good view from behind your desk. Ah, uh, McGarnacle eases the pain. <laughs> You're off the case, McGonagall. You're off your case, Chief. What does that mean, exactly? It means he gets results, you stupid chief! Yes, <laughs> down. This is great. Sigs, Eddie, I know this is probably, um, you know... For, for a very small group of us, very fun to have us back together. But uh, the fact that you two are back together podcasting, oh, it just brings us a lot of joy. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks, thanks, for, having us, thanks for having us, Damon. I must say as well, I could have really done with a podcast co-host about six years ago. <laughs> so if you just timed your run a little bit earlier, that yeah. would have been really something. <laughs> we, I, I was just about to get on board when the whole thing dissolved, which was just mwah, perfect timing. But, uh, boys, we finally did it six years later. We called it the Shiva Operatic. Coach Eddie, Coach Seegs, lovely to have you both. Shiva, come in, so much, 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 come in, so much